Welcome everyone to God Talk Uncensored, where no topic is off limits. We use the Bible as a source of truth, and everything we share is from our personal experiences and the Bible. All right, let's do this. In today's episode, we are going to deal with the issue of deception. And the thing about deception is that it's difficult to see because it's deceptive. And one of the only ways that I know to keep away from being deceived is to have a benchmark, is to have a foundation uh, that isn't subject to opinion or isn't subject to culture, but is uh, the foundation of what I know to be true. Not objective truth, the truth. So as you know, in this show, what I discuss frequently, almost all the time, is that we teach from the Bible. We consider to be the Bible uh, as the absolute form of truth, that everything that I share are from not just my opinions and personal experiences, but they are based on biblical truth and biblical accuracy, okay? So if you're looking for stuff uh, in a program that is going to sort of feed your own sort of thinking and verify and validate and affirm a position that you already hold, you, you may not find it here, but I'm glad that you're listening because it's important that we, we iron sharpens iron, right? So we're going to be scraping off and sharpening each other. And, and I know one thing about being sharp is the word of God is sharper than a two-edged sword. And uh, it's, it's doing the work for us. So I want to talk about deception because so many people in the world today and in um, Christianity or within our church cultures don't even really understand what's happening right in front of us right now. And what do I mean by that? I'm going to read a bunch of scriptures today because I can say lots of stuff and it can sound good and it can, you know, perk our interest. But let's be real. Um, The word of God has far more clout and weight. And so I want to read some things that the Bible says, and I want to challenge us on what we believe today, what era we're living in, and if we're living in a in an era of deception, okay? Um, you got to think, and I want to ask you this question. I want to challenge you in this right now. If we believe that we're living in the end times or in the latter days, and we know that the Bible says that there would be mass deception. What deception is taking place right now in our world, in our culture, in our sphere that we are not acknowledging as being deception or wrong? Okay. There was, so I'm going to take you through a bunch of scriptures. I'm going to read them out loud. I'm going to tell you the locations of these scriptures so you can uh, go and, and look them up on your own if you'd like. Second Timothy chapter 4, starting at verse 3. 
It says, for the time will come when people will not put up with sound doctrine. Instead, to suit their own desires, they will gather around them a great number of teachers to say what their itching ears want to hear. They will turn their ears away from the truth. See, we have an internal desire of our own, of the flesh, and we want to be validated and we want to be uh, affirmed in our own beliefs and in our own thinking. So we gather around us a bunch of teachers that we believe are going to tell us what we already feel, and we're going to, to let our itchy ears become satisfied with the false doctrines that they're pushing because it makes sin and it makes other things okay. I know I talk about the end times a lot, and the reason is I believe we're in the end times. And when I started this this podcast, I, I literally wrote like 50 episodes, and um, I haven't used one of them. And it's because I feel inspired differently uh, to share the messages that I have on my heart at the time. doesn't mean what I have in this isn't super valuable, but I'm, I'm feeling compelled in a prophetic way to say, please get ready. Please pay attention. Jesus says in Matthew chapter 24, verse, uh, starting at verse 4, watch out that no one deceives you. So he's talking about deception. For many will come in my name, claiming I am the Messiah, and will deceive many. I talked to you guys about this on previous episodes. That claim that I am the Messiah, right? Like many people have interpreted that as other people will come and they will claim that they are the Messiah. I don't read it that way. And the reason I don't read it that way is that we don't have quotation marks and commas and periods in the original language. And so, or chapter and verse, right? It's, it's read out differently. So what I believe Jesus is saying is that uh, many will come in my name, claiming that I'm the Messiah. Jesus is basically saying people are going to come and they're going to profess that I am the Messiah. Jesus is like, they're going to say I'm the Messiah and will deceive many. And how will they deceive? Because they are teachers who are proclaiming things, false doctrines, making certain behaviors and things and sins okay. And people will gather around and say, I'm a Christian, but I'm, I'm listening to this because it's a new thing and it's, it's affirming other stuff. Jesus says, um, you will hear of wars and rumors of wars, but see to it that you are not alarmed. Such things must happen, but the end is still to come. Nation will rise against nation and kingdom against kingdom. There will be famines and earthquakes in various places. All these are the beginning of birth pains. Just pay attention to what's happening in the world. Second Thessalonians, the Thessalonian church was, they believed that Jesus was coming back immediately. And so many of them just stopped going to work. They stopped functioning like they normally would. They were just sort of idle and waiting for God to just show up. And um, Paul addresses this by saying like, don't be deceived by people asserting that the Lord has already come, right? 
Do not let, okay, 2 Thessalonians 2, 3, do not let anyone deceive you in any way, for that day will not come until the rebellion occurs. Well, what's, what are we talking about? Twofold thing here. There will be a falling away of the church, people listening and, and, and adhering to sound doctrine, and there will be a rebellion against Christianity. There will be a rebellion against sound doctrine. Okay, we're going to keep keep moving on here. 1 Timothy chapter 4, starting at verse 1, it says, The Spirit clearly says that in latter times some will abandon the faith and follow deceiving spirits and things taught by demons. Such teachings come through hypocritical liars whose consciences have been seared as with a hot iron. These are people who know better. And their consciences have been seared as with a hot iron because the things that they're professing and proclaiming to be okay is absolutely in falsehood. Okay, here we go. Second Peter chapter three, starting at verse three. Above all, you must understand that in the last days, scoffers will come scoffing and following their own evil desires. They will say, where is this coming he promised? Ever since our ancestors died, everything goes on as it has since the beginning of creation. So we know there's going to be people just making a mockery of Christianity, of our, uh, of our you know, biblical worldview, of the return of Christ, of all the, the values and, and the things that we hold to. 2 Timothy chapter 3, starting at verse 1. But mark this, there will be terrible times in the last days. People will be lovers of themselves, lovers of money, boastful, proud, abusive, disobedient to their parents, ungrateful, unholy, without love, unforgiving, slanderous, without self-control, brutal, not lovers of the good, treacherous, rash, conceited, lovers of pleasure rather than lovers of God, having a form of godliness, but denying its power, having a form of godliness. I'm spiritual. I believe in XYZ. I'm a Christian. I believe in Jesus. But in actuality, everything that the Spirit of God manifests, all of the, the power that God has available, will be tossed aside and denied. Well, we see that in some religious denominations as well. But they may not manifest like all these other things, but we're talking about in totality, right? I think it's interesting that um, you've got this area where it says people will be lovers of themselves. Think about in the last 10 years uh, what social media has done. We take pictures, we highlight, we show people. We have full pages of social media platform that's just all about me. It's just all about me. I'm looking for you to affirm me. I'm looking for you to like me. I'm looking for you to comment on me. I'm just about me, 
right? And I'm not saying this is true in totality. Social media can be great if used properly. Uh, But when you look at the other things like disobedient to their parents, abusive, boastful, proud, ungrateful, unholy, without love. You know, the Bible says that the love of most will grow cold because of the increase of wickedness. I don't know if you're paying attention to what's going on in our uh, in our world, specifically here in America. Uh, you watch certain things, you know, on the news. Uh, I know, depending on the news network you watch, some people will suppress the stuff because it doesn't follow their narrative, and some people will hype it and make it more than it actually is. I get that, right? But let's just be real about the things that are going on in our country, in America specifically. We've never seen crime in the way that we see it right now. Just just brazen lawlessness, um, violence, and wickedness. Another scripture talks about, as in the days of, uh, of Noah, so will it be in the days of the Son of Man, right? Jesus. Well, what was happening in the days of Noah? God says that their heart was... Uh, wicked and evil continuously, and there was violence spread throughout the face of the earth. I'm just telling you, when I turn on the news and I see a little old ladies walking down the stairs and somebody attacking with a hammer and smashing a hammer into her head 13, 14 times for no reason at all, it's pretty wicked. When people on the subways see a violent thing taking place, a stabbing, Uh, or rape. Literally, these are factual things that are taking place. And they just stand back and film it. They don't take action. They just stand back and and film it. Right now, if you're not aware, the murder capital of America is New Orleans. And recently, a police officer, just, just he resigned, and they interviewed him, and he said, I, I can't do it. Some nights I'm on shift and there is only one other police officer on duty during that time. They say the average response time for a 911 call is two hours. So you're being assaulted, robbed, raped, broken into, and you need help and you call and then somebody shows up two hours later. And you ask yourself how we got there when we talk about deception. How did we get there, right? Um, I, was heard, I was told this, everybody's heard this, but I'm just going to repeat it. A lie that has a bunch of truth in it is still a lie. It's still a lie. So when we're, when we're believing the lie because there's some truth in it, we're still deceived, okay? Truth on its own is true in totality. When it's tainted by a lie, it's no longer truth. And some people can say, well, it's nuanced. No, not in this case. A lie that has some truth in it is a lie, and the truth is meant to create deception. So that's the, that's the cocktail. So you have a lie, you add a little bit of truth into it, and then because you like the truth portion or there's something in your spirit that affirms the truth piece, you go ahead and adopt 
the portion of lie as well, and that's what's called deception. Okay, here we go. First Thessalonians chapter 5. Now, brothers and sisters, about times and dates, we do not need to write you, for you know very well that the day of the Lord will come like a thief in the night, while people are saying, peace and safety, everything's fine. I don't know what you're talking about. Nothing to see here. Everything's fine. I don't know if you're hearing that anywhere. Like, oh no, it's not record problems. We're not in a recession. We're not um, experiencing uh, record levels of, of violence and crime. So the recorded levels of, of violence and crime are, um, are off the charts. Those are the recorded levels. But because you have less people actually um, recording violent acts, they're not being reported, gunshots, murders. It's actually off the charts. While people are saying, everything's fine, peace and safety, destruction will come on them suddenly as labor pains on a pregnant woman, and they will not escape. But you, brothers and sisters, are not in darkness, so that this day should not surprise you like a thief. I know I'm reading a lot of scripture. I think it's it's important. I'm going to read another one. You might be offended. I'm just going to say. The word of God can be offensive when we adopt the areas of truth of the Bible that we really like, like love and kindness and patience and 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 you know God's just overwhelming uh, acceptance and all this, right? But what we do is we say we're good with, we are okay with sin and we want all this other stuff that God is offering and we want to mix that in with this sin and then we want to say that it's okay. And that's deception. That's where deception comes from. This is going to offend some people. Sorry, it's the word of God. Okay. Romans chapter 1, starting at verse 18. The wrath of God is being revealed from heaven against all godlessness and wickedness of people who suppress the truth by their wickedness. Since what may be known about God is plain to them because God has made it plain to them. God's made it really clear, super simple. I created them, both male and female, in my image. For since the creation of the world, God's invisible qualities, his eternal power and divine nature have been clearly seen. Okay, it's just, you can't deny it. It's been clearly seen. Being understood from what has been made so that people are without excuse. For although they knew God, they neither glorified him as God nor gave thanks to him. But... Their thinking became futile and their foolish hearts were darkened. Although they claimed to be wise, they became fools and exchanged the glory of the immortal God for images made to look like mortal human beings or birds or animals or reptiles or you name it, Mother Earth. Let's be clear. God 
is the governor of the planet, of the universe. So when we talk about, well, the universe, uh, I guess I'm being kind of poking at people. Sorry, I don't mean my heart to go that way. But when we trust in the universe, when we talk about Mother Earth as being the provider, we're literally taking away from the God who created the universe and the earth. So some people read these passages and they're like, well, I don't worship idols that look like a bunch of things. The created rather than the creator. Okay. So let's go to the next one. Um, Therefore, God gave them over. This people that just, it's a reprobate mind. They just have denied and pushed away the obviousness of God and, and, and how he's, he's made everything. Therefore, God gave them over in the sinful desires of their hearts to sexual impurity for the degrading of their bodies with one another. They exchanged the truth about God for a lie, for deception, truth and lie and worshiped and served created things rather than the creator who is forever praised. Amen. Because of this, because of this this reprobate thinking, this this denial of truth, because of this God gave them over to shameful lusts. Even their women exchanged natural sexual relations for unnatural ones. In the same way, the men also abandoned natural relations with women and were inflamed with lust for one another. Men committed shameful acts with other men and received in themselves the due penalty for their error or perversion. Furthermore, just as they did not think it worthwhile to retain the knowledge of God, so God gave them over to a depraved mind so that they do what ought not to be done. They have become filled with every kind of wickedness, evil, greed, and depravity. They are full of envy, murder, strife, deceit, and malice. They are gossips, slanderers, God-haters, insolent, arrogant, and boastful. They invent ways of doing evil. They disobey their parents. They have no understanding, no fidelity, no love, no mercy, although they know God's righteous decree that those who do such things deserve death. They not only could continue to do these very things, but also approve of those who practice them. Affirm. Approve. Validate. Verify. Like, I haven't even got all hyped, which I could totally do, and point out a bunch of stuff. I don't think I need to do that. I think that the word of God and what I just read speaks volumes in and of itself and all by itself. The question is, in what area in your life are you living inconsistent with the truth of God's word? Or you take parts of this word, parts of this truth, and you mix it with stuff that's inconsistent and then somehow believe it, that's deception. That's believing the lie. So en masse, what we're experiencing in our culture, what we're experiencing in the world is people living under deception. Great deception. You can expand for yourself 
all the various things that are happening that would fall into that category, I don't even want to spell them out for you. I want you to know in your knower what the Holy Spirit says is a part of it. Through this pandemic, through a lot of the things that were going on in in the the riots and the protests and all of that stuff, where did the church stand? Where did the church go? Where did we start to look like everybody else? I've heard a pastor say, you know, in, in, in adopting so much of what's happening in the world in order to use all this other, you know, cultural stuff in order to try to supposedly win people over to Christ. And this little, this statement, it was, uh, um, big screens, skinny jeans, and smoke machines. And I have no problem with skinny jeans, and I love big screens. The point is, is that what we're trying to do, what we're, what we're, what we've become about, is adopting everything else that the culture is doing in order to try to win them. But when is it that we take on things that are godless? When is it that we take on the things in culture that are considered to be in error, inconsistent? And when we do that, when we take on those areas of, of biblical untruth, and then we take parts of the Bible that we like and we mix them, we live in deception. So I guess what I'm asking for is for us to wake up our, our eyes. Let the Holy Spirit quicken us, Right? The Bible says that the man without the spirit cannot accept the things that come from the spirit for they are foolishness to him and he cannot understand or accept them because they are spiritually discerned. But the man with the spirit can discern all things. If I'm living outside of this, my discernment is off because I'm not living in the spirit. The spirit is never going to go away. The spirit is never going to to deviate from the word of God. It's never going to do it. If you don't know Jesus, we're living in the time where now it's probably the, the most important time for you to do that. And so it's not, there's no magic, right? There's no hoop to jump through. There's no uh, magical prayer. Uh, it's a heart condition. And the heart condition says this really simply, I need you. And I've got it wrong. I've lived with thinking that's wrong. Uh, I need your forgiveness. Thank you for dying for me. Thank you for for uh, giving your life that I may come alive and be born again. Thank you, Jesus. I ask for you to give me that the Holy Spirit, the teacher, the one who can guide me. In Jesus' name, amen. And if you're a believer and you've adopted lies and then sort of packaged it around some truth, it's still a lie. And the Lord's calling us to a different place. He's saying, repent, right? Repent just means turn and and, and go 180 the other way because we're not going to be living in deception and, and able to see everything that's coming if we're living under deception. God bless you guys. Until next time, we'll do it again. 
Thank you, everyone, for tuning in to God Talk Uncensored. We appreciate your support. And until next time, God bless you.